Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. I'm here to tell you about Bowling Branch Sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch Sheets get softer with every wash. They're made from the rarest organic cotton and designed to get even softer over time. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee plus 15% off your first order with code ODYSSEY. So head to B-O-L-L and branch.com today. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome into the Go 24-7 podcast. My name is Bryce Kuhn alongside Sonny Ship where we awake here on Thursday morning, Sonny, from relatively, and you shot me a text, drama-free day for LSU fans uh, in this signing class. All 27 guys signed. Sonny, you've been doing this a long time. Have you ever had one where it was just as simple as publishing the articles and and flipping them over to sign? Was this one of the easiest? Don't get used to it, dude. Don't get used to it. Not if you're going to cover LSU for uh, for a while, at least. <laughs> yeah, man, 25 years, and uh, don't ever remember as as drama free and um, you know just uh, just a, a day in which really everything just lined up perfectly for LSU as far as you know the way it was supposed to and the way that you you thought it would. Um, it really just lined up perfectly for LSU and you couldn't really, uh, you know, you couldn't really say anything different. You know, the, the biggest fear was that is Dominic McKinley going to sign if he did sign on Wednesday. Uh, I think that would have boded well better for Texas or someone else than it would for LSU. But, um, you know, as of right now, we hold our fingers and, you know, we'll see if it goes until Friday, but he's still planning on coming in in January. Terry Bussey, same thing. They're expected to get him back on campus in January again. And so, uh, Cohen Eccles on Friday and, uh, you know, really just uh, you have to, you know, you got to give credit to the staff and to the recruiting office and the recruiting department because it really went went off without a hitch as far as what they thought, how they thought uh, Wednesday would go. Yeah, and I think, too, the weekend before or some, something came out where none of the kids committed visited anywhere else. I mean, they these kids have been locked in, especially some of the ones that committed back in the spring. I mean, there really hasn't been drama throughout the course of the entire recruiting season uh, for a lot of these kids. They've kind of been locked in. Have you, have you seen anything like that where LSU's not sweating bullets there on the last weekend, official visit weekend? Um, no. And you, and you, you know, probably one of the oddest, one of the oddest things that, 
that really came out of it when you consider this is, is as much of the battle that LSU was in with Caden Durham to get him away from Oklahoma, to get him away, away from Texas A&M, all the Texas schools. He was a guy who never took an official visit to LSU. Hmm. That's crazy. You know, he never took an he never took an official visit to LSU. Came in unofficially several times, several times. Even came in after he went to Oklahoma for uh for his official visit. Came to LSU the following weekend for an unofficial visit with Colin Simmons and all those guys. And, and that was really when the tide really you saw that that you saw everyone kind of starting to say, okay, this looks like LSU could win out here, and it looks like LSU will win out. And, and yeah. so odd. Odd that you see someone of that stature in that big of a, uh, you know, that big of a battle with some other schools. And especially being that he's a kid who was from Oklahoma, you know, when's the last time LSU took a kid who was born in Oklahoma away from Oklahoma? That's, uh, you know, I'd have to do some research on that. Even 25 years, I can't think of anyone that comes out, (laughs) that jumps out. (laughs) I know we've talked about this class a lot, um, and I was I hopped on a show yesterday and told them, you know, for me personally, Sonny, I think when you look at the rankings and, you know, you've been a big proponent of some of these kids getting a bump, and we've had the latest, you know, update here uh, this week. But when you look at this, there's a lot of kids that you feel like could develop into uh, what LSU has been known to do with a couple of two and three stars to, to develop those guys into NFL caliber players. Who are some of the guys that, you know, signing days come and gone, they're, they're on board, that you're really kind of ex- excited to watch what type of ascent they could have once they get onto campus? I think when you look at a guy's measurables and, and you consider how little fanfare maybe he's gotten throughout this whole process – Ori Williams is a guy that jumps out at me, you know, out of San Marcos, Texas, you know, down there, not far from Texas's backyard. Um, 6'8", 297 is what LSU listed him at yesterday. And, I mean, that's just a – that is like a – that's a terrific frame for yeah. a guy coming in, you know, because you're, you're, get, you're getting a guy who's got, you know, who's got the length that you like for an edge protector, got the height, got the size – and now you can fill out that frame. You know, you can fill it. Jake Flint and company can fill out that frame and they don't have to break it down before they get him here. You know, yeah. uh, Kyrie Lee's another guy that I look at. And for that for that instance right there, you know, he was probably north of 340 the summer before his uh, junior year. And then he really he kind of started transforming his body. And then you saw him the summer before his senior year. Mm-hmm a year later and he he looks phenomenal you know he yeah. looks phenomenal in that you know if he's over 300 he's on he's only a pound he's only a couple of pounds over 300 six five and a half terrific measurables so he's another guy an offensive lineman that you when you look at and you look at him coming in and that's kind of the overall theme with a lot of this offensive line class uh ethan callaway might be a guy that you know you have to, they've got him listed at 325 right now you know he, he might have to have to have to transform his body a little bit work on trimming down a little bit before he gets here but other than that i think when you look at the offensive line hall in a in, in a uh you know in a nutshell you really got guy have to be impressed with the physical measurables and characteristics they bring in. And that's not even mentioning Weston Davis, you know, probably a guy who's got the most upside out of any of them, you know, um, a guy who really shot up the rankings. I want to say he was 152 or 153 overall 
in our most recent update. Um, and he went from outside the top two, four, seven. So there was uh, one other guy, the guy ranked ahead of him, I believe is the only other person who jumped, who made as, uh, a bigger jump than Weston Davis in that latest uh, updated top two, four, seven. And so, you know, when you can, when you, when you can feel good about some offensive linemen and you don't even touch on the, you know, the bell cow of the group, I think that really speaks to the, uh, you know, to the job and to the haul that Brad Davis made. And oh, by the way, you've still got a very highly rated interior offensive lineman out there in Cohen Eccles who, you know, you may very well land on Friday. Yeah, real quick, you mentioned the jump. So Weston Davis did make quite the jump. At 152, Jalen Brown jumped from 501 to 152. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. That's, right. that's quite the ascent yeah. there on, on the latest update there, 24-7. You can catch that over on our site. Hey, let's talk about kind of what's left. Uh, you mentioned Eccles. We've talked McKinley and Bussey. But, you know, Friday's going to be an interesting day. Obviously, uh, you know, crystal ball season is in full effect. Right now, Cohen Eccles trending towards LSU Sonny, I can't get over the fact that you look at what's already committed in this offensive line room, you look what you took last year, and you look what's currently on the roster, and a kid like Eccles is sitting there saying, hey, you know, I kind of feel like I might want to be a part of this, where on the other side of things, there's a bigger need at Auburn. There's a bigger, there's a desperate need at Auburn for offensive linemen. What what are you taking away from what Brad Davis was able to do on that f- final official visit weekend this past weekend, uh, just for LSU to be in this race here with a day to go? Well, I think if you're an interior offensive lineman, you look at LSU and, and you see some, you know, you see some opportunities there. Uh, Miles Frazier, I'm still in the camp that I think he's going to declare for the draft. I think that he'll probably be gone. Uh, Charles Turner, uh, he mm-hmm. uh, he got invited to the Senior Bowl. It looks like he is going to uh, that he's going to go on to the NFL, take a year of eligibility with him. Then you have Garrett Dellinger, who's got a year left if he if he comes back this year. Yeah. Um, and, and so, you know, you've got some opportunities there. You lost Marlon Martinez, who was kind of your swing man on that offensive line. He hit the portal and went to Mississippi State with a year left to play. So I think as an interior offensive lineman, you've got some opportunities there. You know, mm-hmm. you've got some opportunities to come in and, and to possibly be able to, uh, you know, to get into the mix early on because – you know, Emory Jones, if Emory Jones slides to the inside from the edge and he plays on the inside next year, he's still probably going to be there only one more year and he'll be off to the yeah. NFL like Will Campbell. And so, you know, I think while Auburn, you know, while Auburn may be able to say, okay, we have a little bit of an easier path to the field for you right here, we also have what Auburn is right now compared to what LSU is right now mm-hmm. as far as stability goes and, and being on, you know, some solid footing. So I think that, you know, I think LSU's situation, while it may not be as pretty, I guess, as Auburn's is in in terms of opportunities, I think LSU is an interior offensive lineman. I think it's going to present some, you know, some good opportunities for some of these young guys in a in a relatively short fashion. Yeah, and it kind of feels like, too, I mean, look, LSU gets to, I believe, the semifinalist round of the Joe Moore Award. Uh, you're going to return, you know, some of the big components of that, and you're going to be able to slot in a guy like DJ Chester next year that the staffs are really high on and felt comfortable putting in that Missouri game. I mean, it just kind of feels like they're getting to a point, Sonny, where, you know, I wasn't around for this, but, you know, fans on our board have said, hey, 
it's nice to be talking about you know too many guys for five spots because this is a position that really wasn't a strength kind of before Brian Kelly got there. How have you seen that just change under Brad Davis in just two years and really since kind of Kelly got here and ramped up the recruiting? Well, I'll take you on a I'll, I'll take you on a little trip down memory lane as far as a little nightmare down memory lane memory <laughs> lane as far as LSU fans go. You know, LSU used to be an absolute laughing stock when it came to quarterbacks. I mean, an absolute laughing stock to the point to where you had walk-ons, you had walk-ons coming in. You had a, you had a walk-on from Harvard come in that was your starting quarterback one year. You know, so it went, man, there was about a 10 year, 10 or 12 year stretch where it was absolutely brutal. Offensive tackles and offensive line went through a similar stretch and the two kind of coincided with one another. So right about the time LSU came out of the quarterback funk, you had Joe Burrow kind of coming up. LSU won the Joe Moore Award in 2019 also. Mm -hmm. And so that's when you kind of started getting a feel like, okay, you know, the instead of the offensive line being a laughing stock and just being a big punchline of jokes, it kind of started to getting to where, okay, you started seeing some guys come in. You started building some little bit of depth. You started getting some guys, you know, to the next level and so forth. But what Brian Kelly's done in this short time here, man, it's, it, I mean, it's nothing short of, uh, it's nothing short of phenomenal. You know, that's the only word that I can really yeah. think of because you've shored, you've not only shored up the offensive line, you've made it into a group that is, you know, one of the best in the country. You, you know, you can already start looking at the preseason award list, all America list next year. Will Campbell's probably going to have a spot. Will Campbell will have a spot on there. Emory yeah. Jones is probably going to have a spot on a lot of those offensive lines. Oh, by the way, we got Lance Hurd coming up, who was a, you know, I believe he was a freshman All-American this year. If not, yes. he was definitely freshman All-SEC. So he's a guy waiting in the wings. And then you start looking at all the other guys. So, so you're really starting to get – you're really at a point now, and Kelly even said this yesterday, on uh, Wednesday when he talked about the signing class, he feels good about the offensive line. They feel really good about yeah. the offensive line. Now if they could get to where they feel that good – about the defensive line room and the cornerback room, I think that faint, you know that that you could kind of you could fi finally put those fans who are chirping in the background, what's going on, what's going on. You'd finally give them something to where they would be happy and they wouldn't have any you know any argument on. <laughs> but um, you know, as far as the offensive line, you know, room and, and all, yeah, I just you know, phenomenal is all I can think of when it comes to the job that Kelly has done in that short time. And kudos to Brad Davis. You know, a lot of kudos to Brad Davis. He's been the offensive line coach ever since Kelly got here. He was. One the year before that, the interim head coach when Orgeron got fired. So uh, you know, just another you know terrific job. And when you look at the assistants on the LSU staff, I think Joe Sloan. You know, I, I don't think we've heard the last of Joe Sloan being a hot commodity yeah. on the assistant coaching market, um, particularly for someone who's looking for an offensive coordinator, a young offensive coordinator, someone to call plays. I think that's coming for him. And I think Brad Davis is probably going to be another hot commodity and that you're even going to start hearing that when you have some of these G5 and some of these lower level FBS some high level FCS teams looking for a head coach I think Brad Davis's name is going to be one tossed around and, and mentioned a lot old man winter here if I had it my way it would stay winter all year long short days wind chill black ice and a good polar vortex oh <laughs> heaven Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Yeah, you know, I mean, well deserved the way that Absolutely. he commands that room and and commands uh, recruiting. I mean, he's a guy that if you you know get the when you, when you make the jump, people get wary of that. Make a jump from position coach, but look, it can it can work uh, if you have the right guys surrounding you on a staff and X's and O's. Why? Um, you talked about defensive line, okay? So Brian Kelly was asked the question to presser yesterday about defensive line transfers recruiting. And pretty much kind of said, look, we brought in Sean Washington. Uh, they're excited about what he can bring to the table. Can any addition be better than that, especially with this retention aspect, which would make fans and make us think, hey, Makai Wingo, Mason Smith potentially coming back. How do you feel about this defensive line group where obviously in the portal they've looked at, and it also figures in a guy like Dominic McKinley as well, who would figure into that portion, who did move that date back. I mean, that bodes well for LSU. You kind of hinted at that. So this defensive line group as a whole, where do you feel like that's headed uh, with the addition of Washington? And are they just kind of content sitting on that going forward? If you don't lose, if you don't lose Mason Smith, Makai Wingo, or Jacoby and Guillory, and you have those three, plus Jalen Lee coming back, plus you have the guys coming in on top of Sean Washington, who you know, you really have to look at more as a transfer, you know, as a guy who yeah. started out at Georgia, played this past year, at, uh, this past season at junior college. You kind of look at him as a guy that he's coming in, okay, he's physically there where you need him to be. Yeah, we've got to fine-tune some things, maybe trim a little belly fat, something like that. But strength-wise, he should be pretty close to being able to, you know, for, for being able to go and being able to be ready. 
you know, I don't think LSU is going to be out of the market for a, uh, you know, for a defensive lineman. But I think that it's going to be, you know, people you, people see Walter Nolan, the number one guy in the transfer portal, the defensive lineman at Texas A&M, said Oregon and Ole Miss was his final two. And, uh, you know, fans are kind of like, man, you know, why? What's going on? You know, how come not the LSU? Well, you're not going to get a guy like that, you know. If you're going to get someone, you know, you, you need you, – you start looking at a guy like Jordan Jefferson. You know, someone who started mm-hmm. at West Virginia, who comes in, who is going to be okay with being a rotational piece, who doesn't yeah. have to have a guarantee like, hey, I know you was a starter at, you know, Central Michigan last year, but, yeah, I can't guarantee, we can't guarantee you a starting spot. If that's what you're looking for, this is not the place. That's the yeah. kind of guy that they need to be able to get is the ones who's going to be able to, you know, who's going to be willing to do that. Like they got last year, like they got Jalen Lee. Jordan Jefferson, you know, you yeah, still yeah. have that second transfer portal, uh, that second transfer window in the spring, probably going to be a lot more active than it was last year. You know, you're going to have guys who go through the spring to see where they are, and then they'll, uh, you know, they'll they'll make decisions to look for a greener pasture somewhere in the spring. The grad transfer market, you know, that's open all year mm-hmm. long. And so, you know, you, you're still going to have some opportunities. But I think the notion and the idea that LSU is going to get this big name defensive line transfer, I don't think it's going to happen in this period. And I think that's because, you know, that you're going to have that core group of veterans coming back. Got the chance, Sonny, as we wrap it up here, to uh, go to two different high schools yesterday and talk with not only just the players but the coaches about you know what Kelly and this staff have been able to do when it comes to in-state recruiting. I know something that's you and I have been talking about on the podcast all year long. There were early concerns about this. But one thing I was able to take away, I'm going to have a full piece on this you know, early next week, was – the intentionality that you know Brian K- Kelly's able to relate to kind of the kids down here that, that that's something that you know the coaches say hey when the cameras are off the media is not around this guy is just really really fun to be around and, and and guys you know not only Kelly but a guy like Brad Davis you know a guy like even Matt House has been a guy that has you know, made some different stops at high schools what have you seen or what have you heard just over the past you know say 365 days here that has kind of allowed LSU to do such a good job that they did in this class of saying hey it might not be the best star rankings wise, but man, they really kept this in-state talent home, which is going to help in the long run. Well, if you go back to, you know, you go back to his, uh, you go back to last year's class, the last class, it had guys like Deshaun Womack, Jackson Howard, uh, Jalen Brown. You just go down the list. They really had to kind of venture out outside the state of Louisiana uh, to kind of make up for a lot of these guys, Arch, Arch Manning, Tackett Curtis, Derek Williams, Mm -hmm. who were, you know, who were headed out of state. And, you know, a lot of those recruitments that I just referenced, you know, started a a well over a year before Kelly and his staff even got here. So they came in behind the eight ball right there, took a little bit of heat for all those guys leaving the state. And this year, if you get Dominic McKinley, uh, I believe that will be nine of the ten, nine of the top ten inside the state. If you get Dominic McKinley, that they will have gotten. Wardell Mack, I believe, is that yeah. lone exception who's going to Texas. And this is a guy that uh, you know. Th- this is a guy that I'll have more in this and this behind the scenes piece and kind of looking at the uh, you know looking at the class and some things that that happened and developed. 
But this is a guy who was, uh, you know, who the last uh, the last two to three weeks before the sign, before the signing period started, you know, he 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 was he was fine with going and checking out LSU, taking an unofficial visit, going to check things out, and LSU didn't want any part of it. You know, yeah. so they had moved on. They said, OK, you know, you know, you were going to Florida, you were going to Texas. So so when that happens, when, a, you know, w- when you're willing to tell a guy, you know, the one guy in the top 10 that that you you haven't gotten or that, you know, that it doesn't look like you would get when you sell, when you tell that guy that I think that's a strong statement. And I think it's a good statement that you have to send, because I think. Too many times, you know, it happens both ways. It happens to where coaches hold kids hostage, kids hold uh, kids hold coaches hostage, you know, and stuff. I think it happens a little bit more on the kids' front, to where the kids hold the coaches a little bit hostage. And I, I, I like the fact that a staff is confident enough and comfortable enough to say, you know what, don't care about the pro, don't care about the public perception. That's the games you want to play. We'll play those games too, and so I I I I feel like LSU as a staff is getting a better handle on the state of Louisiana. I feel like that they're building those relationships um, a little bit deeper, a little bit better. I think Frank Wilson taking over as recruiting coordinator when Brian Polian moved on. I think it mm-hmm. gave the staff more of a sense of Louisiana first as opposed to, you know, bringing someone from the Midwest who had never been in the South like Polian before. And so having that understanding of Louisiana first, I think is going to resonate throughout the rest of the staff. You know, and you also have to keep in mind when Polian and Kelly and all those guys got down here, you had a lot of guys who had never really recruited Louisiana much before. Probably yeah. done some spot recruiting, but Matt, Matt House hadn't been down here a whole lot. Kerry Cooks hadn't been down here a whole lot. Jamar Kane, they did some spot recruiting, but they didn't go and hit high school after high school after high school, have to build and nurture those relationships with the high school coaches. So I really think that Frank Wilson in that role as recruiting coordinator, you know, Sherman Wilson's one of those guys who just does an unbelievable job for the staff. Yeah. J.R. Belton, you know, those are they're Louisiana guys, you know, they're they grew up here. They also understand those relationships and how important it is for work in the state of Louisiana. So I just think that overall that the staff as a whole has more of an emphasis and more of a uh, of understanding that emphasis and why it should be an emphasis of recruiting the state of Louisiana. Well, they've done a good job of that. You talked about it, nine out of the 10 that they have a shot at. At least eight they've gotten signed, and Dominic McKinley, kind of that big fish uh, left there. But, hey, we still got a lot of time. You, early signing day is coming gone. Uh, we do have this signing period that's going to extend until Friday. And then, sunny transfer portal, and then there's like a bowl game or something sandwiched in. And then we'll kind of kick it off all again with, uh, you know, winter workouts and spring football. As you've gotten you know deeper into this, it seems like there's just truly no offseason in college football. I'm sure there was at some point there was a little bit of down, downtime. Does it feel like now that it's just a constant revolving door of, of content and news? Dude, it's such a revolving door, like you said. We're going to go from the early signing period, still the transfer portal, looking at the late period, 2025, and all of a sudden, before you know it, there's going to be a baby coon here. Oh, geez. For the folks that don't know. What are we going to do with that? Huh? I don't know. I don't know. Did I just spill the beans to the whole world? No, no. no. Okay, good. good. I thought I didn't think I did, but I wanted to make sure. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, yes, no, it's public information. If you're on the board, if you're on the podcast, you're like, what's happening? Um, we'll be welcoming a, a baby girl. We'll be posting there, uh, an address soon for everyone to send <laughs> gifts to. We're gonna have an yes. on, we're gonna have an online baby shower on Go Two Four Seven for you. <laughs> hey, look, we won't turn it down. Honestly, absolutely, I'm gonna get that thread going. <laughs> That's awesome stuff. Hey, we appreciate everyone tuning in all season long, but make sure you stay tuned to the content. Uh, Sonny, I do believe we're running a new deal. What, 60% off another holiday deal for people on Go 24-7? I think it averages out to about, what, almost $350 a month, $350, $360 a month. Yeah. I mean, that's it's it's a great deal for you to come in and get some great insider tips. Uh, join a great community as we kind of continue with football, uh, basketball. And then, man, you know, I was talking with Glenn. We're, really, we're, we're two months away from baseball. Too, which Dude, I know fans all, are it's, really it's, excited about. We're close enough now to where we can almost start doing a countdown. It's it's crazy, like how yeah. it just it, time I gets know. away from you. It's a lot of fun, but hey, thanks for tuning in to the Go Twenty Four Seven Podcast. If we don't catch you uh, before the Christmas holiday, we hope you have a fantastic Christmas, Sunny Ship, Bryce Coon, and uh, yeah, we'll get that thread started about the uh, the online baby shower. I'm sure my wife would absolutely love love that, and uh, you know, we just got to. I also start one of where I should live inside Baton Rouge. So any comments, throw it down below. Uh, we'll, we'll figure that out as well. My name's Bryce Coon. He's Sonny Ship. We'll catch you next time here on the Go 24-7. New CBS Monday. Federal agents. Here's where we can see them. NCIS Hawaii is back. New criminals to catch. On robbery, aggravated assault, murder. And new investigations to be solved. These guys were good, but even masters make mistakes. Vanessa Lachey and featuring LL Cool J. Violent Island, you got here. Welcome to paradise. A new NCIS Hawaii, Monday, 10, 9 central on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.